How can self-serving leaders become servant leaders through a mindset shift? That's the question we're going to ask today on the Lead by Design podcast with our guest, Pinya Pup. She's a senior consultant at SEAC, and she specializes in leadership mindset. Kunpin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for inviting me too. Now, before we get into our conversation about mindset shift, shift and leadership, I want to ask you about the pin that you have on your lanyard. It says, catch me doing something right. What's that about? Yes, I got this one from the ATD conference just two months ago. And I put it on my lanyard because um, in organizations, you know, people always um, take it for granted mm. for some little behaviors that people are doing things right. So I just put it to remind others that when you are working together, whether with your colleagues, whether with your boss, whether with your uh, um, clients or whoever, catch people doing things right, some small little things, because people want to be recognized. People want to know that they are doing the things right or not, or create positive impact on others or not. That is a, a fundamental mindset shift, just right. thinking about that, because when, when I think about it, it's much easier for me to catch someone doing something wrong right. as opposed to catching them do something right and, and uh, give them acknowledgement for that. Right, because it's very easy to spot something's wrong. And usually people, when seeing people doing something's wrong, people just judge them or correct their behaviors or blame and it doesn't create healthy environment at work. I guess that that sort of uh, catching someone doing something wrong kind of fits in with our, our conversation today about self-serving leaders, right. right? Because if you're self-serving, no one else is going to do something right. That's true. Yeah. That's an interesting topic to discuss today. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in this because I, I've worked with a lot of leaders and people in management positions over, over my career. And th there's always a very clear distinction between the, the good ones and the bad ones, mm -hmm. you know, and the ones who you would consider as being poor leaders or poor managers do have that self-serving, mm. you know, attribute to them. Mm. So I know your specialty is mindset. So how can they use mindset or an organization use mindset to help leaders make that shift and better, their performance better the organization. Right. Basically, all leaders, um, most leaders, I would say, most leaders have the result-driven mindset, mm. right? Because they would like to push people to deliver results. But the approach in deliver results, driving people, can come from two mindsets. The first one, self-serving mindset, or in the terms of outward mindset, we call inward mindset, mm -hmm. which means that every single behaviors that you treat your people, minute to minute or moment to moment, um, um, leadership behaviors, you are focusing on yourself. Which that means whatever you think that is right for you, and you exercise that leadership behavior on them may not fit what they need at that moment. You know, sometimes people would like to have the ideas, would like to have the guidance, but the leaders just say that you go figure it out on yourself, by yourself. And people just blank. Mm. How should I start? I don't know. And people get frustrated. And that's the leader serving themselves, yeah. not serving 
the other people that no. they're in charge of. No, and actually, there's nothing wrong. But the thing is, this is creating the negative impact on others mm. because people don't feel that they are empowered to be connect to their leaders. Um, to get the right leadership styles that they want at the times that they want, mm. yeah. So that's why sometimes people are not aware that they are exercising the self-serving leadership styles. Yeah. Now with that that self-serving leadership, I I can understand or I can think in my mind at least that that would create a very toxic environment. Definitely, yeah. And we want to get away from that. We yes. want to help leaders get away from that. Yes. So, what are some of the things that they can change in the way that they work with their people right away? Okay, right away, because they are working with their people all day long, mm. right? So, think about moment-to-moment conversation mm. with their people. Whenever you connect with your people and you are seeing them as people, which means seeing what they need at the moment, seeing mm. what they are facing challenges at the moment, and you are flexible enough. To exercise multiple leadership styles mm. to fit their needs. Because you're serving them. Yes. You're not serving yourself. That's true. So you have to find their needs. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the things, and that, along with one of the things that we talked about with your pin, that you know, catch me doing something right, as opposed to like I, right away, I think it's very easy to catch someone doing something wrong and to think about it in a I need to correct this mm. right away type mm. of situation mm. uh, we were talking before the show about the influence pyramid in yeah. outward mindset and i remember when i went through outward mindset it's all about that first layer that mm. you're fa- building a foundation right right and that, that first layer is build relationships right but that top peak is correct behaviors correct behaviors which is the place you never want to be no but if you're self-serving you're automatically there yes it's the <laughs> reaction you know it's a- very automatic and it's very common for human beings mm. you know it's not anyone anybody's fault at all mm. but if you are um server leaders you would like to be mindful that you are serving the organizations you are serving others people's growth you are serving your clients you mm. are not serving yourself so nobody is the best in everything mm-hmm. so if you are exercising at the top of the pyramid that means correcting others behavior you know um what impact would that create on others and that's just right away at the top of that at the top of that pyramid you're correcting behavior you're doing everything wrong mm. that's catching someone doing something wrong I'm that's correct true over here but the opposite, if I catch you doing something right, I'm building that relationship. Yeah. If I'm looking to serve, what's the best leadership style for you, not for me? This true. I'm, I'm building the relationship, right? Yeah, because you are serving the people. And then I never have to get up to that. No. Correct. Yeah. In, in French Pyramid, Arbinger usually mentioned that if you are spending the time at the bottom of the pyramid, you are helping things go right mm. from the beginning. For example, if you have the new people doing the new project and you know that uh, the people have no skills and you give them the specific goals, smart goals, Mm -hmm. and give them directions that they need, you know, you are serving them. They know how to do, they know what to do, and they know what the goals are. So they can empower themselves to exercise those um, goals by themselves. Mm. And when they feel empowered, you know, people, when they get even small success, they feel that their leaders are seeing them as people. 
their their leaders are empowering them to perform, yeah. and their performance contribute to the organizations. Over in your team, if you're a leader, and yeah, yeah. The the thing that was most powerful to me from outward was that if you're not getting the results you want, you go down the pyramid, not up it. Yes. Right. So the further you get down, the you're going to drive better results. Right. And you know when we were talking beforehand about the whole idea of self-serving, I was like, wow, it's a really negative <laughs> topic. But I, if you just that little mind shift of what's on your pin there, right? Catch me doing something right. right. Build relationships. Build relationships. Yeah. And. Leaders can build relationships in multiple ways. You mm. know, it depends on your your people. Somebody would like space to think. Mm-hmm. Somebody would like recognitions. Somebody would like to spend time with leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends. Peoples are different. As a leader, you have to be adaptive to that. Right. That's mm. called. That's that's why in in our binge work, mm. we call um one one framework. What we usually apply is SAM, mm-hmm. um the outward mindset patterns. That is, we you start with seeing others, mm. see their needs, see their objectives, and then you a adjust your efforts. So those pieces adjusting leadership styles efforts mm. are the ones that leaders can contribute to your people. And everything in there is about other people. Yeah. Seeing others, right. adjusting your efforts to them. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's about. It really is about serving. Serving. Uh, getting out there and and being able to empower your people. Right. But it, again, that's such a tough mindset shift. Right, and and it's very easy, Dana. Mm. Even when you see your people checking in work early, you know. When you catch them doing things right, mm. you can just pop in and then say hi, and then greet them, having some informal conversations, mm. and acknowledge them for being early and being accountable for their work. You know, catch people doing something right is a minute to minute, moment to moment things and that you can do. It only takes a second, right? Right. You know, yeah. when, when I've talked to people who have really embraced and sort of mastered outward, people like you, people like uh, Dr. K, right? You guys have really made it look effortlessly, effortless, yeah. right? And I look at it, I'm like, <laughs> this is such a big gap for me to get to this outward side. And I know that there's there's two approaches to outward, right? There's right. hard and soft outward. Right. So h- how do you apply those differently? Like when I'm looking to do it, if another leader out there is trying to improve their, their service right. as a leader... What are the hard options and the soft options? Okay, so I met some leaders that they found it very difficult to apply the outward mindset patterns, mm. and after having few conversation, I know that they have been trying to use the hard behaviors, mm. or at the top of the pyramid, correcting others, right, ordering them, giving them command. Or telling them to do something, stopping them from doing something, those mm. kind of things. It's very hard inward. So, so I asked them like, what other options you may have in terms of hard outward or hard inward. So after having few conversations, and they realized that actually what they learned in the facilitation, you know, they can apply all levels of the pyramids. Except from the top, they can use like soft outward behavior from listen and learn. Mm. You know, when you listen to people, you just not listen to what they say. 
but you also listen to their non-verbals. You see how they feel. You see uh, what they don't speak out. You see their frustration. You see what they would like your support or not. Those kind of things. That is soft outward. It's a high level of empathy there. Yeah, very high level of empathy. And also you can exercise soft outward by admitting, being vulnerable. Mm. Admitting that uh, you as a leader are not um, knowing everything. You can be wrong. Your ideas may not be the best one. Now, admitting you're wrong is, is a powerful tool for yeah. sure. But vulnerability, we're talking about leadership and vulnerability. That's that's a gap that's going to be hard for a lot of people to understand. So how does being vulnerable as a leader improve your ability to lead? Wow, that's a big thing as well. <laughs> Admitting that you are vulnerable, giving space for others to see you as people. So they, you know? other people have to see your vulnerability? Right. Otherwise, you know, today as we talk about ego a lot in mm. many organizations, and usually the, the people usually see their leaders, especially strong leaders, mm. as high, having high ego. But being vulnerable, admitting that maybe your ideas are not the best or maybe you are wrong about that things, allowing your people to see that you are so human being, you are so doing something wrong, and you are open to listen to them. Mm. And that is very powerful tools. Being soft outward is very powerful tools to giving you space to connect with your people. I, I can understand how it's a powerful tool. However, and I'm feeling this, yeah. so I know a lot of powerful or strong leaders probably feel this is very risky or at least it feels risky is it or is it just a a misconception i'm having yeah it may be a myth i don't know but uh in in arbinger's work mm. that's why we have um choices you know in the inference pyramid that's why in our mindset pattern we see we we say that we adjust efforts Mm. That means it's not just only one effort. It can be multiple efforts, you know. And it can, it, it requires leaders taking risk. Mm. Because people in today's world are not the same. It's not like 30 years ago where you can be command and control. People here, they are smart. In mm. these days, they want their stage. They want their leaders that can lead them either from side by side, from the top, or even they even need a space for themselves to lead some kind of project by themselves. All yeah. these different uh, leadership styles. Yeah, so that's why that is the, the space for soft outward. Mm. But talking about hard outward, that is another choices that leaders can have as well mm. because sometimes the clients they come to me and they said that you know i talk to my staff many times and i listen to them and they still not change being hard outward means that you are able to give specific goals for your staff to achieve mm. you are able to challenge them you are able to give direct feedback to them for their growth, for their contribution. Not just 
being nice and soft and gentle and not getting the result. No, you can get the result and the relationships at the same times by exercising the flexible, soft, and hard outward behaviors. Yeah. So I, I, I see that hard outward a lot more, mm. right? Especially, at, I think at the le- the upper levels of companies, I think that's the more common sort of leadership style, being able to set goals, being able to give critical feedback, not necessarily criticism, but critical feedback, mm. but still being nice. However, with the hard outward, can you still be vulnerable or do you still show vulnerability or is it is it more nuanced? Yeah, I think that you uh, people perceive your behaviors from what you express via verbal and non-verbals. Mm. If you are strong, and people feel that you are giving the critical feedback for them, for their growth, then people usually and easily accept it. Because many of my clients, they have experiences getting critical feedback from their um, boss, from, from their leaders, and they find it very useful. Mm. Like for example, I have one uh, manager, and, and she told me the story of stepping up as a manager. She told me that, um, from her past um, experience 10 years back, she was very shy. She, she was not confident at all. And she thought that she could not deliver the numbers. Mm. She had to deliver number of sales. And she said that, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that I could do it. But her leader came to her and said that, hey, I need to set you high expectation. What are your goals in life? You want to grow in your career, right? So this is the high expectation, and this is what you need to do. And you're not doing it alone. You are doing it with the team, and I am your team. Wow. That's, that's a servant leader. Yeah, I am your team, Dana. Mm. How do you feel? It's empowering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be vulnerable in many conversations with your team members. And the other thing to take away there, vulnerability, from what you just described, it's not about being weak or being exposed. It's it's really about being empathetic and and listening, sensing. Sensing people. And you are vulnerable enough to flexible your styles. Mm. Yeah, your approach. You are seeing people as people. The language that you use there must be really important to, to build that relationship and convey the vulnerability in the right way. Right, yeah. So it's not one style fits all. No, no. You really have to be adaptive. Right, yeah. And and, and I I myself have experience um, working with one leader that is very vulnerable, you know. Although she's the managing director, Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes she admitted she's not 100% right. Mm. And what I felt that time is that, yeah, she honors me. She honors my idea. And automatically, you know, I also see her as people. Yeah, although you are leaders, but you are honoring my ideas. And I feel comfortable enough uh, working more, working harder, giving more ideas, contributing more. Mm. And that results in a positive impact for clients. Yeah, I, I can I can see that, and just the I, the being the MD, being a very strong leader, but then honoring the ideas, right? Giving a little bit of sort of positive feedback, right? Yeah, yeah. very interesting. 
Yeah, and cash people doing things right, it costs nothing. It, it it's that in itself. You know, I I keep going back to that in my mind. Catch people doing things right. It's as opposed to catching them doing things wrong. It really is the complete opposite ends of the yeah. pyramid. And if you think about it, the impact it must have long term. If you can commit to doing that, say, every day mm. or even twice a week, right? Mm. As opposed to saying, hey, you didn't do this right. Or you did that wrong. If you say, hey, good job. You did that right. Yeah. You, or, hey, I saw what you did on that, that project. I, I was really impressed. Right. You know, that is building that relationship, right? Building yeah. that, that foundation of the influence pyramid. Right. And especially in organizations that you mm. want to create the outward environment. If people in organizations at all level are catching others doing things right, mm. praising others, building relationships day by day, you know, you are creating the outward environment, which is the foundation mm. for innovations, for excellent customer service, for business growth. You know, and I, I think back to, to my businesses I've had over the years where I was the CEO or the founder and where I struggled or where I did well. And a lot of times, you know, it comes down to the, the times where I had the hardest time. I wasn't focused on the relationships I had in the company. I was more focused on the operations. Mm. And when I did better, you know, it's when I was able to really engage the team to follow the vision. And that wow. comes from relationship as well. So, you know, kind of looking back sort of retroactively at, at the way it worked, I, I kind of wish I had known a little bit more about Outward back then because it would have allowed me to sort of drive that culture a little bit better. Right. You know, and especially when you have a small company, culture is so key. And at a big company, you know, you've already got a culture, but keeping it positive is, is the hard part, right? Right, and, right. and that sort of vulnerability and Outward right. could really help there. Right. And in some organizations, you know, leader can build relationships easily. Like when you are walking past your employees, usually um, you just walk straight to your room. Mm. But in some organizations, they just greet people along the way. Hey, how are you? How are your family? Mm. Because in Inference Pyramid, you can see that you can build relationships at two steps, two levels. First, with the person themselves. Mm -hmm. And second level is with the key influencers. You know, if you care about their families, if you care about their work, if you care about their life, mm. you know, it's very easy things to be relationships day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Actually caring, actually being caring. empathetic is important there. Right. Or even sometimes you are in the elevator mm. with your leaders, with your people. Instead of standing quiet, mm. you can just greet them. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Very easy. You know, that's why when you say that it's effortless, it's really effortless if your mindset going outward. Well, I, it's, you make it look effortless. It's not effortless <laughs> for me. I'm still, I'm still working at it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's those little wins along the way. Right. Every time I, I do something outward, it makes a difference not just for the people I in interact with but for me as well. Yeah. It chips away a little bit more of the effort every time I do it. Right. Yeah, I think – one of the things that if you're a, a leader listening to this and you, you see yourself fall into that self-serving mind frame, mm. you know, it, it really just takes, like you said, a moment right. to to make the first step. 
Right. And it's just not building relationships, you know. There are several um, behaviors that you can do from our approach. Mm. Like if you want uh, people to do better problem solving, instead of giving them the answer or the solutions, you can just step up a little bit and listen and learn mm. in the pyramid, asking them questions for them to think the approaches by themselves, the solutions by themselves. Um, and acknowledging what they think about, not just correcting them the right way. Even it's not the perfect solutions, but at least you appreciate them for their being courageous, sharing ideas or solutions. Because there are people working in the ground. There are people working with clients. Yeah. So if they think about solutions by themselves and give, um, allow them to try, and checking in often, that would help, you know. Leaders, I think the the key things for catching people doing things right is that you um, allow yourself to give the quality time for your people as well. Mm. It may not take 10 or 15 minutes. It take one or two minutes. Acknowledging them, listen to them, and that's very empowering. One minute, two minutes, it's a That's enough. Enough to make a difference. Yes, but every day. Enough to at least get the ball rolling, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Some really powerful stuff, Pin. Yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come in here and talk to us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Um I look forward to having you on again. Yeah, thank you very much for your time as well, Data. Thanks, bye. You've been listening to the Lead by Design podcast, brought to you by SEAC's contextualized solutions. To find out more and to get exclusive supplemental content for this episode, check us out at seasiacenter.com slash cs.